Hey everyone, welcome back to the Create Initiative Podcast, the show that brings you insights and techniques from people in the creative world. We serve to help fellow creatives connect, learn, and grow. I'm Jason Evans, and with me is Kyle Lee. Kyle, how's it going, man? Great! Oh, old Tony the Tiger there. Great! I've been listening to um, Business Wars. Oh, Serial Wars. Serial Wars has been up in... Man, what a great podcast. It really is. Like, I think I found it, they were doing Nike versus Adidas. Yeah. And uh, I've been a loyal listener ever since. The first time I saw it, or listened, was um, Sony versus Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I was like, man, this is the best. The guy doing all the voices, um, he's just one dude doing (laughs) all the different voices. And uh, the NFL versus USFL, that one was interesting. That was good. Um, yeah, the serial wars one. Uh, it, it's been interesting. You know, yeah. a lot of the uh, the underbelly of <laughs> the serial world. <laughs> um, what was the other one that I really enjoyed? The Gibson versus Fender. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think so. I just had to throw in a little bit of Tony the Tiger. Yeah, well, I think that's a great way to start. And if you are looking for a new podcast, mm. highly recommend Business Wars. Um, it's a good one. I mean, who would have known one. that Rocky and Bullwinkle? was created by a cereal company. Yeah. Like, I mean, I had no idea. Crazy. Yep. It is crazy. <laughs> well, Kyle, uh, it's good to good to see. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, since this episode brought to you by General Mills. Not post. No, definitely not post. <laughs> I couldn't, in that series, it's a little side note. If you don't like cereal, just go ahead and turn this episode off. Um I couldn't wait for posts to just be out of the running. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Well, all right. Very I've good. always we always bought cereal in a bag, yeah. growing up. So. <laughs> so you were one of those. People. Yeah. Here's another side. Here's a hot take. If your cereal comes in a box, you're rich. Wow. You heard it here first. Yeah. Heard it here first. <laughs> well, uh, Kyle, it's it's been a great couple of weeks. We've uh, wrapped up our Create Initiative Film Festival, and uh, we've we've got a lot of good feedback from the event, and uh, we've also got some pretty good feedback from our uh, posting of Jordan Guy Fieri Ferris from our last episode. Yeah, everyone loved that picture. Yeah, like it was. We uh, everyone said, "Man, Jordan has really taken a turn for the better." Yeah, in his looks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they thought, "Man, he's going to age very well." Yeah. So, uh, but but thank you for your comments on that, and uh, we appreciate it. And I know Jordan appreciates it very much because um, he's the one who told us about the picture. So, um, seriously, he's obsessed with Guy Fieri. So, if you guys have his phone number, just send him as many Guy Fieri memes, gifts. Whatever it takes. He loves that type of stuff. Yeah, Trust there you me. go. There you go. Send it to him. Hit him up on the social medias. Uh, shoot him to him that way. He would love it. Uh, well, Kyle, uh, we've we've got a great guest on the show today. But before we get to that, uh, let's talk about the film festival. It, it, it occurred uh, over at Circle Cinema in Tulsa. We had a great turnout. I think a lot of people had a lot of fun. Um, what were your thoughts? I agree. There was fun had. By a lot of people. Wow. Lots of great films. Lots of great artwork. Free Dr. Pepper. <laughs> they didn't have Mountain Dew, though. No, a lot of theaters don't. 
Yeah. You know, the Warren used to, and then they uh, sold out to Regal, who has uh, tanked it down to the trash. <laughs> and so... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, not, not a lot of Pepsi theaters out there. Um, well, but, but I, too, had fun with the film festival, and we hope you guys had a good time as well. We did have some really good entries, I thought. Yeah, I thought so, too. I thought <clears throat> people were did a good job speaking up and kind of setting up their stuff, and no one was roasting anyone too hard about their stuff either, yeah. so that was great. Yeah. That would always be awkward, you know, if, so what do you guys think? And then someone stands up in the back and just, like, destroys yeah. someone's <laughs> hard work, and so you always run that risk when you have open criticism. Yeah. And so... Yeah, I feel like, you know, uh, we've we've created a good culture, I feel like, that uh, allows us to do that. You, honestly, I usually feel like I am the most negative towards anyone's Exactly. Work, I, so. Well, I didn't want to say anything, but yes, you. I, we need to talk about your negativity, Jason. Well, it is it is a problem. I, I saw several that. people walk out uh, crying right after. Oh, really? Um, yeah, right after you talked to them. I didn't and see so that. It was, it, was a, it was a big thing. I had to go console them and buy them a free Dr. Pepper. I guess you wouldn't buy them a free Dr. Pepper. Well, I mean, but you, you got them. Yeah, I'd say, get Dr. this person a Dr. Pepper stat. Bang on the table. Yeah. Or on the, the countertop. Yeah. Well, I do apologize for my negativity. I'm just, just trying to yeah. just Not trying sure if to they help. do anything stat there at Circle Cinema. No, no, but they're a great, great venue. Oh, yeah, it was great. Host. I'm just saying, I think it's... Uh, it's pace. chill. It's a slow pace. Maybe next yeah. year we do it at the Warren... Grand Auditorium. Okay. Do you think we could sell that out? Absolutely. Well, that's something to shoot for. Once they finish that one in Midwest City. Yeah. That one, I can't wait for that one. So I'll never go to Regal <laughs> ever again. <laughs> this episode is not brought to you by Regal Cinemas. The worst cinema on the planet. Did you see they've uh, created their unlimited movie pass system? Regal? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> well, it's just, you know, the, the long-standing thing that was movie pass and it's still impacting the theater yeah. world movie pass man a flash in the pan yep yep it was fun while it lasted i those first couple yeah. of months people were just living it up well i lived it up for about seven months and then yeah. after everything changed then uh amc's it. is pretty good though right is it, uh, i've heard it, it is i'm trying to think who it was who was telling me about it oh oh uh andy Wynn from people's church mm. Uh, him and his wife have that, and they say it's great. And of course, they live super close to an AMC theater. Yeah. Um, that's my problem. Is the theater closest to me is a Regal? It's the Warren. So it's just it's you know theater closest to me is AMC at Crossroads. So <laughs> which well, go in the day going there is still cheaper. If I went there every day, it would be cheaper than still buying the AMC pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last time we went there, they didn't even check tickets they didn't we walked in we had bought four tickets because some friends were coming with us we walked in and uh, it's like i bought my tickets online i have two two people that are coming to if you want to scan and they're like oh it's fine <laughs> so oh, it's a it's a dynamite theater. it's a free-for-all there yeah it really isn't uh, bad it, it's not bad um saw spider-man oh, okay into the in spider-verse there okay awesome awesome um, well, uh, sorry for that local Oklahoma City theater uh, diatribe, you the listener, but if you're ever in Oklahoma City looking for a good cheap theater, the Crossroads AMC is a good one. And don't go to Regal at all, ever. Exactly. Anywhere you are, even if you're not in Oklahoma City. 
Well, you heard it here first. Absolutely. So, Kyle, uh, you know, we, we've been talking about the film festival, and uh, this year we had a first, um, actually two firsts. We had our first ever non-Oklahoma uh, submission, and then we had our first non-Oklahoma winner. And uh, this year, Ben Ripperton um, submitted a, a, a video he did for a church down in Fort Worth, I believe, and... Um, it won the audience a choice award and it really wasn't, wasn't even close. It was a phenomenal video. Yeah, it, it was, it, it was very well done. You could tell they put forth the effort. Um, you could tell they had, uh, some, some kind of budget and, um, Kyle today we're, we're fortunate. We actually are going to be able to talk to Ben about his work and about, uh, winning the film festival and then about other things, you know, him and his wife have uh, a great entrepreneurial career going on. And so we're going to talk about all of that and uh, actually take a pretty big deep dive in the interview about uh, Regal Theaters. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we'll talk to our him about mutual that. disdain. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk to him about that as well. But um, we, we we did talk to Ben about the film festival, and we kind of uncovered uh, the context behind uh, the video and things like that. That was one thing, uh, as you mentioned, people were able to kind of set up their their pieces, talk, talk about the context, why it was made, what it was for. Uh, well, we didn't have that fortune with Ben because he was unable to attend. So we're about to find out. Uh, the context of this video, and then uh, we'll talk about a myriad of other things. So uh, let's get right to it. Here is our conversation with Ben Ripperton. Well, Ben, thank you so much for, for being on the show. Uh, to get things started, why don't you just tell uh, the listeners a little bit about who you are, where you're at, and uh, what your family's like, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so uh, my name is Ben Ripperton, and I uh, grew up in Denver, Colorado. Um, lived there for 18 years and uh, honestly didn't really know what I was going to do with my life and uh decided to go to Oklahoma Christian because uh, my brother was there, honestly, just kind of followed Neil footsteps. Um, and then uh, got married out there and started uh, kind of doing some wedding stuff with my wife. Um, and her name is Connor. And uh, we started, like, we saw a few like wedding videos that we liked. We're like, man, I think, I think we could do that. <laughs> and so like we, we got a Canon 5D Mark II and, uh, just started shooting some stuff, asking some friends if they would let us shoot their weddings for free. And, uh, next thing we knew we grew into like a full-time full business. Um, I missed all like working and stuff like that. And, um, ended up getting a job in Oklahoma city to do video work for them as well. Um, and then just shortly moved to Fort Worth to, uh, start a full-time job at a church, which is kind of something I'd always longed to do. I always grew up in church. And so I wanted, I, I loved the idea of working for one. Um, and so when the opportunity came, we were, we were pretty excited about it. Yeah, that, that's cool. Now, so you just decided, Hey, we, we could do this wedding thing. Um, <laughs> like how much, how much like video or photography experience did you guys have before that? Um, that I, yeah. I guess gave you the confidence to, to jump in. So my whole life, I've had a camera like in my hands, like my favorite camera that I like remember having was like those little flip cameras. Yeah. Like growing up in Colorado, you, uh, 
just like you have the mountains at your like access anytime. And so, uh, like if it's mountain biking or like skiing, snowboarding, like you can make cool videos, just running up to the mountains real fast. And I would always carry that little flip camera with me. And uh, I was also super into skateboarding. And so like making skateboarding videos of my friends. Um, and so for the most of my life I have one, but like, I never took it seriously. It was just like for fun. It was just like, we were messing around and shooting stupid little stuff and, uh, put it on YouTube and then realizing, shoot, I should not have it on YouTube, (laughs) take it down. Um, and so it was kind of that, like I had a little bit of the background, but like had never once thought like, Hey, let's try to use this to get maybe some money. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's cool that you've always kind of had that general interest. And was it the same way for your wife? Not really. Like, kind of. Like, the only thing that she has, and it's actually kind of a random, but it's really, really fun. uh, They would make these, like, home videos for Christmas that they would show to their entire family. And they would be doing, like, these small little, like, they would take a movie theme and recreate it with their family members and it was just super funny and goofy. She'd probably hate it like that. I'm telling people about that right now, <laughs> but she did have that in her back pocket of like, she always kind of understood what video editing was. Uh, but again, never was like, Oh, this is actually video editing. This is how we're going to make something worthwhile besides just fun. Okay, cool. Well, uh, you know, just looking at, at your work on social media and stuff, I can tell you guys are, are very good at what you do. Um, so, so you, you do a good job. Now I, I have one more question before we move on. You said you'd kind of felt like you always wanted to work in a church, um, mm-hmm. specifically in like the video side of things or what, what was that, uh, inside of you, you think? Yeah. Um, so honestly, like it kind of falls back. Like I grew up going to church, um, went to the same church my whole life, uh, growing up. And so like, I'd always, like, that was just a part of me. That was a part of my life. Um, and so, um, it was always kind of in the back of my mind. And when I went to college, I had no idea (laughs) what I was doing. And so like, I went there with the idea that I was going to maybe be a PE teacher, (laughs) but like no tangible things. But then I was like, I'm actually like, like I know my way around the camera. So like I should try production. And so I started doing some production stuff and was like, I don't, I don't like love OC. They just didn't have like a program that was ready for like film. Yeah. Like when I, when I started going there, so it was like strictly like news and I was like, that's not my life. I can't do that. (laughs) And so I got a marketing degree, but amidst all of that, like I was doing stuff for the school where I was a camp counselor, AKA a recruiter for OC. Um, and like working with youth and working with teens and things like that. Um, and just really had, I, I felt like there, I had a connection there, ships, um, and just a church aspect was so cool to me. Um, and then I think subliminally in the back of my mind, it was always like, well, I could always go work at a church. So, yeah. <laughs> so it was like kind of a fallback to an extent, but, um, really for me, like I, it wasn't until I, I went interned at a church in Dallas, um, and just had an amazing experience with that. Um, and really just showed me like, oh, I, I truly believe that that's where I started to come into my faith a little bit more and like understanding like, okay, this is what, um, this is what ministry is about. And so it was there that I started to really understand, like, okay, well, honestly, I could potentially do a, a youth ministry type uh, job, but I was studying marketing. So um, when I graduated, I had a few feelers. I had worked, I actually interviewed at a few churches, um, 
just nothing really stuck. And so like, but it was always in the back of my mind. I would go, like I worked for a few places just doing it. And during that time, like I'd always, we'd always go to church. And so like, I'd enjoy that aspect of it. So it was always like, Hey, if something comes up, we'll, we'll talk about it at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then, um, you're, you're now at the Hills church in Fort Worth. Um, how did that come about? So it's crazy. So to when I was in Oklahoma city, um, I, I started working for a really small marketing or a really small company that built uh, stuff that would go on assembly lines. And so I was doing marketing for them, like me and one other guy. Um, and basically the entire time I was like, I like what I'm doing. Like they're paying me, which is great, but I I'm looking for more and looking for things. And so it was like in 2016, 17 ish. Like I, I saw that the Hills was looking for somebody. And so I was like, Hey, that would be awesome. I'd love to go do video work for them. Put an application in, never heard anything. <laughs> and so I was like, Oh, okay. So I moved on and I got a job at uh, Paycom, which is a HR firm in Oklahoma city and uh, was able to work in their marketing department and was really starting to build this skill set like in a professional way outside of like I, I had my creative like wedding videos that was like kind of in our wheelhouse but then this was like a next step to like okay this is like production yeah uh, and so uh, I started doing that for like two years or so and got to a really good place and it was about my third year um, and just out of the blue in last August um, one of the ministers uh, from the hills calls me it was like i think he sent me a text and it was like hey i know you applied for uh, a job here a while ago um but we we moved we're moving on from a guy and uh we just would love to see if you'd be interested in it and i was like and i was like gr- like in a groove at paycom like i was like oh yeah like it is a corporate environment i have the classic ladder in front of me i'm if i stay here i'll be set yeah um but like in inside me, I was like, I wasn't quite pursuing the dream that I was wanting. Like I was doing really cool videos to some extent, but then I was also just like a content creator. I was just like pumping out work. Like I was going out of style. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, when the opportunity came, it was like, man, I'm kind of in a good groove here, but like truly to me, I felt like it was a call from God. Cause like I had been built, I've been building this like skill uh, in a way that when all of a sudden it kind of got to a good place, God was like, all right, now it's time for me to use you here. And I'm like, Oh shoot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I can say no now. Uh, and so it was a long process. Uh, I, I kind of strung it out. Like we lit, my wife and I had a trip to Europe, a two week trip that we had planned like way in advance and it hit like right in the middle of this decision. And so like, we were like, like, are we going to move to Fort Worth? Are are we going to like uproot my career, uh, uh, here? And literally went to Europe and was like, oh, that was amazing. And then like the week later we got back, we're like, all right, we're moving to Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Like it, it's, it's always funny how, uh, it seems like God is preparing us for things that we didn't even know we were being prepared for, you know? Yes, so absolutely. That, that's always, always a great thing. Well, Ben, uh, you are the, the winner of our audience choice award for our create initiative film festival. And, uh, we had our film festival a couple weeks ago and unfortunately you weren't able to attend, but you still took home the prize. Um, yes. you know, uh, one thing we, we did for the people who, who were there is we allowed them to kind of 
create the context of their video and kind of the story mm -hmm. of uh, set it up and everything. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. we missed that uh, with you. So we would love for you to do that here. Now, yeah. uh, as a listener, if you have not watched Ben's uh, winning work yet, uh, go to our website, pause the podcast right now, go to our website and uh, check it out. But uh, so Ben, uh, tell us about that work. Yeah. Um, so something that was really fun about kind of my, my role here at the Hills is like, I have one other person who is kind of, he was my intern, like right when I started, we were able to hire me and an intern to just kind of follow, to kind of ease the workload for me to get like onboarded here. And, uh, during that time, like he was kind of doing our one-offs, like our random stuff. And then I was focused on our stories. Um, and so I had done two other stories before that, that, um, were, pr were pretty good, but like, they were definitely like, okay, I'm still getting my feelers here. Still trying to get a good grasp on it. And so it wasn't until like, uh, I think it was February or March or something like that. Um, one of our youth ministers, one of his buddies at Manny, uh, came to my office and they're like, Hey, I don't know what y you can do with this, but like, we just heard an incredible story. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm all ears right now. I'm like, I, I'm looking for anything. And so uh, they met with Kyle, who um, he's been volunteering at our church now for like two or three years and has really gotten plugged in. And they're like, we we have a youth, uh, a youth student who is wanting to get kind of plugged in as well. And it's Kyle's son. And so we met with Kyle just to talk with him. And he told us his story. And they're like, and it's incredible. And I'm like, okay. So they kind of dove into that aspect of it and were able to like hit these high notes and like immediately. Uh, so they kind of go into like, yeah, he, um, he grew up in church and just like never was able to plug in, never really like took the faith on for himself. Um, which I feel like a lot of us late to early in the process, I was already in love with it and was like, this is, this is incredible. Um, and so they kind of gave us the full spiel, which I, I can kind of go into that if you want, or you can also watch the video as well and you can get an idea. But um, yeah. And so basically, once I heard it, I was like, okay, this story is awesome. Let's see if we can go to Boston. <laughs> and yeah. so like, I immediately, <laughs> I immediately go and like talk to some people and I'm like, hey, uh, for Easter, we had an epic grace um, sermon series, which uh, we were talking about how there are so many epic fails in the Bible that we get to see and witness. Um, but it's truly covered by epic grace that God is willing to give everybody. Nobody is not like, no matter how epic your fail is, the epic grace is always bigger. And so this was like a perfect story. He, he just had fully failed as like a father and as a Christ follower. And just as like, in a way, just like a man, like he, he, he would totally tell you, he just completely gave up and totally failed. And, um, it was just like the perfect so, like story to leverage our Easter service. Yeah. Um, and so like we, I quickly got like all the staff pretty much on board pretty quick. And so, and he's a hairstylist. So he literally was like, I, I was like talking to Kyle. I'm like, Hey, would you be willing to go to Boston? <laughs> And he was like, uh, yeah, of course, <laughs> I'd make that happen. Um, but the hard part was dealing and navigating through like, okay, this is a really like raw story. Like this is not something that I'm like, I one, I'm like, I don't want to bring back any hard memories because he hadn't been back there since that time. Okay. Um, and so I was like, 
we don't have to go. We can, we can easily shoot this here. We can tell the story here and it'll be really great. Um, and he was like, no, no, I think I'm ready. I think I can do this. Um, and so like we kind of started making preparations and stuff. And one of the best, I feel like one of the best stories from this is we were uh, gearing up to go to Boston and I'm like mapping out all my locations and like, I'm feeling pretty confident. And this entire time I had heard that he was on top of a bridge and I just assumed it was a bridge with water because there's just water all over Boston. And so I'm like, that's just what he was going to do. Yeah. And then like, literally we get to the airport and he was like, yeah. And then I, I got to the overpass. It's like right outside the airport. And I was like, wait a second. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Oh no. Okay. So I had to like adjust and like the entire time in Boston, we were there like, uh, two, it was like, two nights. It was like, so we were there like 48 hours almost. Yeah. Um, and it was just a mad dash. We were just like running all over the place and we did like an interview in the hotel, which was like really incredible and raw and rich. Um, uh, but like we ended up scrapping all of it just cause it wasn't helping us actually share what we needed from Kyle's story. Cause there's just so much there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, that's kind of like a big scope of it. But then like we were able to over like a month just really refine it and work with Kyle and really share the story in a way that like truly is what I think is just uh, super uplifting for everybody to kind of hear. Well, it, it definitely is an uplifting story. And, um, you know, it's quite emotional from from beginning to beginning of concept to end of production. How long was that for you? So we start like the concept probably started like early March and we ended like I was working up until Easter Sunday, basically. And so, so it was like two ish months. OK. Yeah. So, you know, six or eight weeks or something like yeah. that. Um, something like that. So when you found out that he the bridge wasn't over water, you said that that changed a lot for you. What were you picturing or what were you I mean, were you just thinking more visuals of like the, the bay yep. and stuff like that? hundred percent. I had my drone flying. Like I was like super like ready to rock and like, and it was just, it, it goes to show for me, like as a uh, creative, like in something I haven't done, I am really bad at pre-production. Like it's just the reality of it. Like, and it's really like knowing it, I, I try to prep and prep and prep, but then like there's moments like this happen. I'm like, how did I not ask him that? Like, yeah. how did I not get to the, I'm like, I have done so much research into it that like, it's not until we're about to fly that I'm like having to go, got an audible here. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was at the airport. Okay. And so you, you did an interview in Boston, but then you, you ended up scrapping that. So did you reshoot like in his home or somewhere else like local? Yeah. So we ended up just being, uh, houses that we just have good lighting. And so we're like, let's just shoot there. Cause he was like building a house in the midst of this. So he okay. didn't really have a great location. And so we're like, okay. And so we, we ended up recording there. And I mean, we recorded with him cause we have some VO that stuff you hear at the beginning yeah. is pure VO. There's no, like we didn't record any video at that time. Cause okay. we were like, if we can lock in the, like the audio early, that's just going to sell it completely. And so we worked with him on that. Like <laughs> he drops his son off at, at the Hills, uh, like Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I would like grab him like every day, like, Oh, Hey, I need you to try to say this line for me real quick. <laughs> and so we did that for like two weeks where I'd grab him like every day and like, Hey, I just want you to like, think of this when you're saying it and like do a few different versions. And, um, I mean, honestly, it's crazy to think about like how much 
different things I, I did with him in like the time, like a couple more months. It's like, I'm just like swimming in it. I'm like, I don't even know how I had enough time to do all that. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's the nature of the business. Yeah, it is. I mean, and, and you just keep working and keep plugging away. Uh, so all that VO was that, was that scripted or was that stuff he actually said that maybe you just had him re rework or reword? Yeah. So we, um, had, so we did like two interviews that had all of that in there. And then I cut it one day and said, Hey, can we get this all again? And we're just going to record it with VO. Okay. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And so like, it was good. It was well done. Like we, we had solid audio, but, um, something that we were just like really trying to lock down is like just really selling the fact, um, just like almost over dramatizing. Like my vision for it was like, I want to shoot a movie the first half of this like feature. I want it to feel fully immersive. Well, I, I I would say you, you succeeded. Um, (laughs) you you know, um, so uh, kind of the one, uh, so one thing I know people will think when they see that, um, a lot of local church creatives, um, they, they say, well, my church is never going to fly me to Boston to to do this. I'm never going to be able to, to, to do the location shoots or reenact and all that. Um, how would you encourage someone to, to, to realize that that doesn't, that's not the most important part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly. So this is something I'm working with every single day. Um, like I'm right there with everybody where it's like, I was able to do it for Easter because like Easter is like the one time that everybody kind of gets really excited. It's like, okay, we got to go big. We got to go hard. And so like, you could kind of oversell that a little bit. So in a way that was me like, Hey, I'm new here. I don't know what is allowed, but I'm just going to try to do it. So what I would say is just like one, don't ever put yourself in a box that you're not in. Because I think to an extent you put like, even me, I even think today there are times where I'm like, no, I got to stick in this box. I got to like, I got to make sure I just do a one day shoot. And it's like, try to find creative ways to stretch yourself and go outside of the box and where it's like, okay, if it is a story that you can kind of use some visual representation and go shoot yourself, like in just like either like you can ask the person like, Hey, do you want to go like, after we record you, would you mind coming with me to like downtown? And we're just going to kind of recreate some of those moments, but we're just going to do it with what we can. Mm -hmm. Um, and so obviously every shoot is different. And so like the big thing that I'm even working through today is just like swing hard when you can. Um, because like there in reality, there are times where it's like, you can create some space in between uh, like either some like events that are coming up or something like that. And so like when you see opportunity, you have to jump at it. Cause like, honestly, I haven't been able to spend that much time on a video since I made that film. (laughs) And so it's like, that's like, that's like my baby. And I've, I've been really proud of it. But at the same time, I'm like, I still have it in the back of my mind. I'm like, man, I still haven't produced something almost to that level in like, five months. Yeah. I don't know if that's accurate, but, um, (laughs) like in a way it was because I took the opportunity that came in front of me and was like, you know what, I'm going to push the envelope. I'm going to find a way to stretch this. And, and honestly, the coolest thing that you see, once you get people like, like our, our, uh, worship pastor and like, um, like once you're able to get other creatives involved, they get excited about it and they start giving you input. And like, so the worship pastor helped me with the score and helped me with all that. Um, and so like, it wasn't until I was able to get other people excited about it 
that like we really invested as a church into that uh, that film. So that's good. That's that, the biggest thing that I would say. Yeah, that's that, that's good. Um, so you've you've been in the local church for for a short time now, and you were in mm-hmm. uh, the private sector. You know, doing marketing and feeling like you were in your lane. Um, what what have you learned about this transition and about the time you've spent now working solely in the local church? Uh, what have you learned, like creatively, of like either how to work or process or anything like that? Yeah. Um, so something that is like a big a big thing that I feel like I've, I've learned uh, is you can like at the end of the day, you are the one who's having to push yourself. Like something that I had at Paycom was I had a boss. I had two, like two people above me, plus a creative director who was like, Hey, this is our creative direction. This is where you, we want you to go. And like, to an extent, there were times where I was like, Hey, I think as a company, we can start creating stuff like this. But then in reality, I would always kind of get bumped back. So what I've learned is like, now it's on me. Like there are a lot of people here who see work and they're like, Oh, I like that. But like in reality, I can probably make something within a day and people are like, looks great. I I have done that. (laughs) Or they're like, yeah, it looks great. And then I made Kyle's testimony and they're like, Oh, that looks great. And so it's like, it's not, it wasn't until like I am, and I'm still working on it. It's like, I'm having to really push myself creatively and go, okay, what are other people doing that I can implement that are going to, that's going to make me better. Um, and it, it's hard because like at the end of the day, I'm almost the one who has to push it. Yeah. But in reality, especially in churches, there aren't tons of people who can give you that time to go, Hey, have you thought about doing uh, like something like this? Have you thought like, audio? it's like at the end of the day, we're having to elevate it ourselves. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that's the biggest thing is realizing that drive has to come from us and yeah. come from me. Yeah. That, that, that's good. Um, cause I think that's the biggest challenge. Sometimes we can get, uh, so caught up in what we don't have or the time we don't have or the direction we don't yeah. have, um, mm-hmm. that we can lose some of our momentum. Um, but yes. a lot of that comes just from within, like we have to, we have to do that ourselves. So, uh, I love that. Well, um, Ben, as, as we wrap up here, one thing we always try to ask, uh, our guests is, uh, if they have any words of encouragement, uh, for local church creatives. Yeah. Um, yeah, so kind of the big thing for me right now is just, uh, continue to be inspired. Like that's when I can see myself working at my best. Like, uh, I, my wife and I, like we're super big movie lovers. And so, um, right now I, like we have the AMC movie pass. And so like, we are able to go to see movies like three times a week. We don't do that all the time. Cause who's got that time. But, um, something that I can tell when I'm in my best space creatively is when I'm continuing to be inspired and I'm seeing work or I'm hearing a song or like I'm utilizing something that's like, you know what, that like, that's getting me going. Like that's giving me that energy again, because like in reality, when you do this day in and day out and you're in the grind and you're in church and like you have things that come on you and you're like, Oh my word, I can't do like, this is just killing me creatively. It's like, you've got to find ways to get inspired because it's only when that happens is when like you start creating things that you're excited about. And then it's like, then you're back and you remember, oh yeah, this is why I wanted to do this. And so like, that's my biggest thing is find ways, know you know what inspires you. So create space for that and like utilize that to go forward and don't just like 
watch other people's stuff and get like, oh my word, I, I wish I could do that. Because at the end of the day, it's like, you have to be inspired and then you just have to go create. Because at some point, you're like, no matter what, you're always gonna see people who are better than you. And like, I, that is something I, I struggle with every single day. But it's like, use that as inspiration to become better. And so that, that's the biggest thing I got. We want to thank Ben again for stopping by the show and uh, go check out his work online. There'll be links to the show notes and uh, check it out and, uh, you know, reach out to him. He, he's a cool dude. Uh, well, Kyle, um, a swell guy, a swell guy, swell guy. Uh, well, Kyle, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping as we uh, end this episode. Uh, starting this past week, we've started sending out a survey to our Creating Initiative mailing list. And this survey is just trying to help us get a better understanding of where to go in the year 2020. A 2019 census, a if you will. A 2019 census. We're trying to get ahead Censuses of Censuses are all the, the buzz. Census. Sensei. Sensei? Censuses? Sensei? I don't know. I don't know. I, I do That should be like on the on the survey. Yeah. How do you spell it? What's the plural of census? Hmm. Maybe we could add that real fast. Add that in there. Um, we do, I don't think we have any uh, inappropriate or controversial questions on this uh, we survey. Don't? No. What's no, the we, point of even doing anything? We, we stayed away from it uh, this time. But hey, uh, if you're part of our mailing list, you should see these. Uh, it'll be in our weekly newsletter. There'll be a link to take a survey. We we really want your input. We want your opinions on uh, our gatherings, on the podcast, and uh, on maybe what the future would look like for the Create Initiative. So uh, please take part. We'll send that out for the next few weeks and uh, hope to get your feedback. And uh, as always, we just want to better serve you, the creative listener. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kyle, as we head out the door, do you have any other things you would like to mention? Yeah, don't forget to go buy some General Mills cereal this week. General Mills. Our sponsor and supporter for all these years. (laughs) It's going to be great one day when we can actually do real ad reads. I'm telling you, the only thing stopping us is us. <laughs> I think you we can do any type of ad reads on the head. I'm drinking a. You're gonna have to beep the the brand out because you, know, you don't want to get sued. I'm drinking a beep double shot espresso right now. Espresso, 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 espresso. That should be espresso. I mean, it seems someone should come out with the, the letter X presso. I bet that's been done. Has it? If it has, reach out to us. We'd love to promote your product. And, only uh, if you give us money, though. Only if you give us money and free espresso. Uh, well, Kyle, we only need if it's to... as good as beeps double shot. Oh, Kyle, we need to get out here. Uh, thank you to our fake sponsors and those who are not our sponsors. We do appreciate you, and uh, we appreciate you, the listener. And uh, tell your friends about us if you think this is halfway enjoyable. We would love to share the wealth, as it were. Well, for Kyle Lee, I'm Oh, also, Jason one more time. Oh, one more thing. If you came to the film festival and you were very upset that you did not get a sticker like last year, along with me, be sure to email Jason at his email. Jason.Evans at something.org. <laughs> Well, if you had a problem with the lack of sticker, uh, we do apologize, and maybe we can rectify that in the future. We could add that to the the survey as well. Yeah. Well, hey, Kyle, we need to get out of here. I'm Jason Evans, and this is Kyle Lee, and we will see you later. Later.